Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Watching a pretty good game here, Kansas and TCU. Kansas may not be winning the Big 12 for the first time well, since the George W. Bush administration. They're in overtime right now, 74-69. Four losses already in conference, but they have a five-point lead in overtime. We're watching that one on the big screen. Logan says he can't stand the white court at TCU. It's kind of the new trend in college basketball. It's like some fields in college football. They're being painted. Boise State, uh, Eastern Washington has the red one. Boise State, the blue one. Oregon's got this crazy court. Uh, now, TCU, they have this white court that is kind of an eyesore to be honest it's almost like your color is out of balance on your tv if you're watching it but uh oh, something to watch tonight on a relatively tame monday in the sports world what was not tame was what happened earlier today we're going to get a little bit ugly here this hour and ugly's okay because we just got to have a real conversation about some things that aren't comfortable to talk about and i know you're going to have your own opinion on this that might not be in line with mine, and that's fine. I'd, I'd love to hear from you as we talk about this. And that is the Cleveland Browns deciding to sign Kareem Hunt. Now, if you're wondering why, on its face, that sounds so absurd, well, you may not have heard why Kareem Hunt was released from the Kansas City Chiefs in midseason while the Chiefs were trying to make a run at a Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years. It was about a year ago this time when Kareem Hunt shoved a woman to the floor and then kicked her while she was down and shoved another person so hard that he tumbled onto the woman right before he kicked her, tried to get up from the floor. Now the Chiefs, they said Kareem Hunt lied about this and they never saw the video. And when they did see the video in midseason, they instantly released Kareem Hunt. Here's the thing. This wasn't the only time that Kareem Hunt in the past year or so has been accused of some violent off-field acts. In January of 2018, a man told police in Kansas City that his nose and ribs were broken by Hunt and a teammate, George Atkinson, during a nightclub brawl. A witness also said Hunt punched another person during that altercation. Uh, and then you had a separate incident where Hunt punched another individual during an altercation in June. It's three events. The one we saw video of that, frankly, is, is kind of disturbing. I don't care what happened here. Kareem Hunt is seen multiple times pushing a woman and then kicking her while she's on the ground. I'll just piggyback on what Bleacher Report wrote today, and it kind of got shared around everywhere, and that's that the NFL has learned absolutely nothing with their domestic violence or, or really violence from players over the past few years. Remember the Ray Rice situation? The NFL didn't do anything until the video was released. Well, in this situation, the Chiefs didn't do anything until the video was released. And it's so interesting to me. 
to watch across the NFL. And really, this move has gotten panned for the most part by the majority of people, which is good. Gives me a little faith in humanity. But a lot of people who are defending the Browns or defending Kareem Hunt on this are the same exact people who have spent a lot of time trying to get and did get Colin Kaepernick blacklisted from the NFL for kneeling because that's what a Marine told him to do for social justice protests. Now, you can dislike both, and you could say, well, I don't like what Colin Kaepernick did, and I also don't like Kareem Hunt did. I'd be okay with that. But some of these people, some very prominent people, including people inside the Browns' front office, are telling us that it's okay to kick a woman and get into multiple violent off-the-field issues in one year, and that's okay, but kneeling for social justice protest is not. That is absurd, and that is disgusting. I'm all for second chances. I don't think necessarily Kareem Hunt is you know, a horrendously bad dude. This is a very bad incident. There's nothing that excuses this. And maybe down the road, certainly not a couple of months after this happened, that he could be, you know, pay his debt, whatever debt that would be to society, and then earn his way back onto the football field, much like what Mike Vick did, although in different circumstances. I get it. Now, the NFL is going to discipline Hunt. He's on the commissioner's exempt list right now as the league is still investigating this assault. And you can bet that there's going to be a hefty suspension that comes with this. But once again, the backward thinking people that some of them, and certainly not everybody around the league and not everybody in every front office acts like this. There's some very smart, uh, Progressive, and I don't mean that in the political sense. I just mean forward thinking, progressive people who think about the league, its image, what's best for the league progressively as it goes forward. There's some very smart people, and I think for the majority, those are the people, I hope anyways, that are inside the front offices around the league. But for whatever reason, it's the old, backward thinking old guard that keeps getting its way with stuff like this. This isn't 2008. This isn't 1998 or 1978 or 68. Heck, it's not even 2018. It's 2019. It astonishes me that the Cleveland Browns are signing a guy that is being investigated for kicking and assaulting a woman who was on the ground, shoving another person. There's two more off-the-field incidents. Like, that's all they care about. It, it, I don't know if this rises to what Greg Hardy was accused of a few years ago when he was playing with the Carolina Panthers. One of the most disturbing and disgusting things that I have ever seen while covering the NFL. When Jerry Richardson, the old owner, who got forced out of Carolina because of some um, sexual assault allegations, but before he did... He was publicly backing Greg Hardy, who was accused of throwing his ex-girlfriend on a pile of guns and then into a bathtub and threatening to kill her. And we had some in the league and some in the Panthers front office and their owner acting like that was no big deal. I get it. 
There's levels. There's nuance. What Kareem Hunt did isn't the same. But can't we all agree that that's worse than what Colin Kaepernick did? If you're consistent, if you're out there listening, well, Seth, I don't, I don't like what Kareem Hunt did. I also don't like what Colin Kaepernick did. You know what? Good. You're at least consistent there. And I would have a lot of respect if that was your position. This position that the Browns are taking and this position that so many across the NFL and a lot of people in sports media are taking, I just cannot comprehend. I cannot comprehend it. It's like the Robert Osuna thing with the Houston Astros. Domestic violence, and all of a sudden the Astros are turning the other cheek and saying, no, come on back, you're a good pitcher. I don't care who you beat, how many women you hit off the field, how many times you did it. No, you know what? You throw a fastball pretty hard. Come back and play for us. Now, Kareem Hunt, man, you run the football good. You're pretty good out of the backfield. I don't care who you hit. I don't care how many women you punch, how many fights you get into. You're pretty good on the football field, so we're going to look the other way. That is not how our society works anymore. It is maybe a brutal reality for some, but it is the reality that we all live in. And the NFL, you wonder why the NFL is turning so many people off and why people in the XFL think they might get a little bit of a foothold here when they start, and people in the AFL, a AF, rather, think they might have a little bit of foothold here this year that they've just started. It's because of stuff like this. Just complete disregard, not only for public perception, but also for ethics, morality, and what is right. Now, I'm holding out hope here that the league will take the proper action and make sure that Kareem Hunt doesn't see the field this next year. That, to me, would be a pretty fair punishment. Again, I'm four second chances. You pay your debt to society. You can come back. But not after missing a handful of games and getting signed right after that. It's absurd. You tell me what you think if you want on this. 504-260-1870. That's the phone number. It's area code 504-260-1870. Our text line is 870-870. So we're getting a little odd. Bob Costas. Yeah, that Bob Costas. He's back in the news because he's speaking about why he was let go after 40 years. Or I should say parted ways. I wouldn't really let go, but mutual separation from NBC Sports. And yeah, it has to do with the NFL. Talk a little Bob Costas and your phone calls when we come back. I'm Seth Dunlap on the last lap. I got Cardi B, Grammy winner, best rap album, Bodak Yellow here. Her album, Invasion of Privacy. She's pretty pumped up. Saw Cardi on social media today. She was fired up. Got a couple more to go here playing Grammy winners throughout the hour. Let's get to some texts here. A text from the 504. They're talking about Kareem Hunt and the Browns signing Kareem Hunt, which is just absurd to me when you have the same people who wanted to blackball Colin Kaepernick from the league now uh, advocating for Kareem Hunt just months after he was jettisoned from the Kansas City Chiefs. You can see the video online, multiple angles of it. TMZ had it first where he shoves a couple of people to the ground, including a woman, and then kicks her while she's on the ground. Just, it's not a good not, not, not a good look by the NFL. Not a good look by the Browns to sign this guy. guy. Here's a text from the 504. No criminal charges. Don't hate the NFL. Hate the criminal justice system multiple layers to respond to this text first the nfl doesn't live by the criminal justice system neither does your employer 
you would get fired for things that don't rise to the level of criminal charge. The NFL has suspended people, many, many people before, for things that don't rise to criminal charges. Secondly, Colin Kaepernick didn't do anything illegal. Now, I agree with the stance of this next person. At least I, I understand, and this is an acceptable position to me. From the 504, hate what Colin and Hunt have done, and neither is acceptable. That seems consistent to me. It's not consistent when you have some people that very publicly shamed Colin Kaepernick, now very publicly backing Kareem Hunt. Text from the 504, Kaepernick is a disgrace to football. He did one of the most disrespectful things in football history. He disrespected the troops. Yeah, he he didn't. I'm not going to get into that, though. He didn't. And in fact, it was a a former member of the military that he spoke to that told him to do exactly what he did. But I don't want to get off the weeds here. This is more about Kareem Hunt. Here is a text from the 404. Three of those incidents with Hunt happened with the same female, so my question is, why is she staying around him? Are you making that kick seem worse than it really was? You make it sound like Hunt was trying to kick a field goal. No, I don't. Do you want to talk about levels of kick? I'm not kicking women while they're on the ground. Are you? Go look at the kick. It was a pretty swift kick. Like, what do you, that's just a dumb text, to be honest. That's a dumb text. I'm sorry. I don't say that often. That's a dumb text. Well, he didn't kick it as hard as Greg Zerline kicked the game winner in the NFC Championship game. So, like, what? What are you talking about here? Text from the 904. I'd give Kaepernick a second chance over Hunt any day. Kaepernick never did anything violent. So Bob Costas, also back in the news today, sat down uh, with an interview with an outlet and um, was asked and talking about why he got let go from NBC Sports. And a lot of people had speculated it was because of his stance, not against the NFL, but calling the NFL out for its lack of empathy with the concussion and CTE issue and the lack of accountability in taking care of its players, the health of its players. And and Bob Costas said some of those things um, leading up to last year's Super Bowl that NBC had, and then NBC removed him from the Super Bowl coverage. Didn't cover any more NFL games. And then a couple of months ago, Bob Costas and NBC parted ways after 40 years. I mean, it's hard to imagine NBC without Bob Costas. I've been my whole life, Bob Costas has been NBC and NBC Sports. Probably for the majority of your lives, Bob Costas has been NBC and NBC Sports, no longer. And he said today what we all expected, that this was because NBC was kowtowing to the NFL. The NFL made a statement and said, no, we didn't direct NBC to fire Bob Costas, but the writing was on the wall. And it was clear that the NBC executives, at least according to Bob Costas, um, Wanted him gone, and this is why he's gone. Just the NFL just can't get away from the bad publicity recently. They just can't. It's they needed a whole overhaul of their PR department, and probably the whole league offices. To be honest, speaking of the NFL, Roger Goodell responded to Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards' letter about the NOLA no call. 
And here is some of what he said. Uh, just the background of this, we have the story at WWL.com from Chris Miller, by the way. But John Bell Edwards sent a letter to Roger Goodell asking him to review the call and what steps could be done to rectify what happened and what steps will be done in the future to make sure nothing like that happens. Here's what Goodell wrote back to John Bell Edwards. Quote, by missing the obvious blatant and intentional penalty at the end of the game, the referees unfortunately, uh, this is uh, rather John Bell Edwards to Roger Goodell. By missing the obvious blatant and intentional penalty at the end of the game, the referees unfortunately were allowed to determine a winner. You and the other team owners should make sure that by next season there is some recourse on the field when such a clear error is made. So that was John Bell Edwards, Governor Edwards. Here's Goodell's response. Quote, our rules do not permit the commissioner to overturn the result of a game because of an officiating error, nor have the clubs supported any expansion of replay to review decisions by game officials to call or not to call a penalty on the field. Goodell goes on to say that the NFL treasures its relationship with New Orleans and talks about the Super Bowl in 2024. Look, I, I thought at least Goodell did not have to respond to the governor, so I'll give him a little bit of credit. We've just been ripping Goodell to shreds, I think rightfully so, in the NFL. But if there's any credit to give, like he didn't have to write that letter back. I understand it's a PR move. I get all that. It's all politics. It's all public um, publicity. But look, John Bell Edwards is on my side here. He said he appreciated the response to the letter. Uh, letter. Quote, New Orleans is a place unlike any other, as evidenced by Saints fans who celebrated their team in their city in lieu of watching the Super Bowl and raised tens of thousands of dollars for charity in the process. It's the Louisiana way to be hospitable to guests. And I know we will be when the Super Bowl returns to New Orleans in 2024. So there you go. You can find that at WWL.com there. Here is uh, a text from the 504. I still don't understand the, quote, disrespect the troops stance. I was a Marine for eight years, then in the Army Guard for three more. The anthem isn't owned by the troops. The troops protect the right to stand, sit, do jumping jacks during the anthem. Yep. And look, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I did not serve. I respect and admire every single person who did, regardless of political stance or if we agree or disagree on it. And most... Almost unanimously, across the board, regardless of those political stances, they all agree with that texter. Uh, text from the 601, I love Bob Costas. It was a great show yesterday on ESPN's Outside the Lines. Yeah, indeed. Um, it's, it's really not the same. Sports broadcast is just not the same without Bob Costas. Here's a text from the 504. Have you mentioned P.J. Morton as a Grammy winner from last night, New Orleans, born and raised, and went to St. Augustine High School? I have not yet, but when we come back here, got a quick break for news. Speaking of a Louisiana artist with one of the great voices that I have heard, just, just flat out, period, end of statement, one of the great voices I have ever heard, Lauren Daigle won a Grammy from Lafayette. We'll play her Grammy-winning song when we come back here. Plus, we got Sports Libs, Dak Prescott, LSU against Kentucky, and your phone calls at 504-260-1870. That's 504-260-1870. Text line 870-870 here on the last lap. It's Lauren Daigle, Grammy winner from Lafayette. Best gospel music performance and song for you say. It really is an incredible song, incredible voice. Go to Spotify, go to YouTube, wherever you can listen to it if you have not. It's on B97, our sister station all the time. It's where I first heard it, but you say. I thought it was Adele the first time I heard it. Incredible voice. Incredible voice. Lauren Daigle from Lafayette, D-A-I-G-L-E.
there. Uh, Dak Prescott saying he's not going to take a team-friendly contract when he's up for renewal. What, huh? What, what? 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 Why is this coming out, Dak? What are you talking about here? Well, he was asked about his next contract and contract renewal that's coming up. And I don't want to talk a lot of Cowboys here, but I thought it was funny and a little amusing to take a look at this. Dak Prescott was asked about taking a Tom Brady discount, uh, taking less money to help quarter, uh, help his team maybe be a little more competitive. His rookie contract expires in uh, 2020. Here's what uh, he said to USA Today. Quote, I think the team knows how to pay what's deserved. End quote. Then he went on to talk about Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen. What? Boy, Dak really stepped in it here. Here's Dak, quote, nobody's wife makes as much money as his wife does either. When Tom Brady isn't the breadwinner in the home, then that's a great problem to have. So in that case, he can do that. He can do his contract however you want to do it. What? You're not supposed to bring up other people, what they're making in any business. It's just bad form. It's incredibly bad form. You don't do that in radio. You don't do that in media. You don't do that if you're serving. You don't do that if you're in sales. And you can ask anybody who's played in the National Football League, you do not bring up what other people are making, especially in a way like this, where either you're taking shots at Tom Brady or the way he does things, and comparing yourself to Tom Brady, that's, I guess, another layer of this, which is a little hilarious. Uh, if you're an anti-Cowboys Saints fan, if you're just anti-Cowboys, I know it released a lot of states here, the, the greatest thing that can happen to you to make sure the Cowboys are not relevant long-term is to give Dak Prescott some gargantuan contract when he renews. Some $30, $35 million contract. Kirk Cousins style. I'm going to talk about hamstringing your franchise for a long time. I like Dak. I've said before on this program, I think he is a competent, efficient starting quarterback in the league. I don't think he is an elite guy. I don't think he's a superstar. I have a high bar for that. That's Breeze and Brady and Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes and maybe a couple of others. Not Dak Prescott. He doesn't deserve $35 million a year. Now, what I also, I'm, I'm going to be on Dak's side here. He should want as much money as he can. This is his first big payday. It's not apples to apples. And I think he shouldn't have said this. People would have said it for him. That it's not the same when you're talking about a guy coming off a rookie contract, a fourth round pick who's making almost nothing, taking his team to the playoffs. And getting his first big payday, he shouldn't take a huge pay cut like Tom Brady late in his career has done. He shouldn't say it. Other people should. So, Cowboys fans, I'm sorry. Anti-Cowboys fans, there you go. More fodder for you. Here's a text from the 504. Roger Goodell must think that the public is stupid and or ignorant. For him to say that the no call was a judgment call was a joke. He knows bleep well 
that it was an intentional call by the L.A. California refs. Well, okay, 504, I wish you'd call in and tell me this so we could have a conversation. Uh, I don't think the public is stupid or ignorant, but I also believe that it was no intentional call by the L.A. or California refs. Because if you look throughout that game, there were multiple missed calls. And look, I don't know if you listen to the show or a lot. It's going to sound like out of context that I'm siding with the referees on this. No, I've done three weeks of shows just blasting that call. I mean, the Saints would have been in the Super Bowl if not for that call. It's atrocious. It's the worst call in football history. I'm not going to go all over that. However, if you look at that game, there were multiple calls that the referees did not make when they could have if they were really had it in the bag for Los Angeles. The Goff face mask. The pass interference. There was a no-call pass interference earlier in the half in the back end. The officials also missed some on New Orleans. They missed a Breeze face mask. I thought the pass interference call on uh, should have been one over the middle that was not called when Michael Thomas went over the middle. I thought there was one called on New Orleans. It was a P.J. Williams, I think. Uh, memory slipping. It's been three weeks now over the middle when I thought that they or they, saw they shouldn't have made a call when they did. I just thought the officiating was okay until that point. I don't think it was atrocious, but then it got to that point. It's just bad. This is not intentional. There's no way it's intentional unless it's one guy in that spot doing it. But there were three people on that play who had a chance to make that call. None of them did. I don't think three people had it in the bag for New Orleans in that spot. I think they just swallowed their whistles and held on to their flags, which they should not have done. I don't I don't know why you're taking shots like that, but I guess it is for you. And we're playing a lot of music tonight. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame band, Leonard Skinner. They're coming to New Orleans, Smoothie King Center, May 17th. And you can actually be there. WWL, we got a pair of tickets for you online right now. You can win them. Go to WWL.com slash contest and register to win by this Sunday, February 17th. You can win tickets to an unforgettable night of classic American rock and roll with Leonard Skinner and Hank Williams Jr. from WWL AMFM and WWL.com. More music on July 17th. Michael Buble is coming to the Smoothie King Center. And we also want you and your sweetheart to be there for your chance to win a pair of tickets. All again, all you got to do, WWL.com slash contest. That's single, not plural. WWL.com slash contest. And you can register there until midnight Wednesday to win the ultimate Valentine's gift, Michael Blueblay concert tickets from WWL, AM, FM, and .com. Every time I see Valentine's uh, gifts here, just to instantly get a little salty. I have no Valentine this year, which is fine. I'm enjoying my single life. First time in a few years. Logan, you got a Valentine? Or are you, you batching it up with me, Valentine? Uh, technically, I do have a Valentine, oh, yes. Oh, have you purchased anything yet no have you made yet. plans yet i've been trying to get all my stuff for my uh for for my driving school and all that done uh -huh. so now that i actually have some free time and all the uh, you know i have some free money we'll see what happens yeah it doesn't have to be expensive do you have a plan in your head like i kind of want to do this 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 or this not exactly i'm planning on just flying by the seat of my pants as we all do from time to time that's that's true i don't know look this is just veteran advice to the young rook sometimes it's not great Sometimes, especially on Valentine's Day, because everything's packed. If you're looking to go out on the town, um, if you're looking for dinner or something, you may want to go book those. But uh, fly by the seat of your pants, man. I've done that before. I just uh, flew by the seat of my pants, and after the show on Friday, I went up to North Louisiana and 
hung out for a, the Hobbit Fest. Everybody dressed up as Hobbits and Lord of the Rings characters and Gandalf. It was my uh, T-Bob Abers thirtieth uh, birthday party. We were all up there doing that. It was incredibly fun. Might post a picture or two here on my Twitter account at Seth Dunlap. Uh, Saints have hired a new special teams coordinator. We'll let you know who and what when we come back. Not making a lot of news today, but look, we all know how big special teams is. Saw what the Rams did towards the end of that game. Excellent on special teams. Last two years. Multiple All-Pros both years for the Rams. One of the reasons why they've been so good. We'll tell you about who they hired coming back next. Plus, Sports Libs time. Logan's got the Sports Libs, and we'll play when we come back here on the last lap. Playing some Grammy winners. Boy, this was played out over the last year. Love the song. It's just from A Star is Born, that soundtrack, the movie, Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper. And this is, what was the award for? Best pop duo slash group performance last night. Gaga wins her eighth and ninth uh, Grammy Awards and might be an Oscar winner very soon. So the Saints have hired a new special teams coordinator, Darren Rizzi, today. Uh, 26 years of NFL experience, spent the last 10 seasons with the Dolphins, serving as their special teams coordinator for the last eight years. Uh, Rizzi had the Dolphins ranking first in block punts, second in blocked kicks since 2011, and then Dolphins kicker Jason Sanders made 18 out of 20 field goals last season under Rizzi's watch. Uh, Rizzi's going to replace Bradford Banta, who was relieved of his duties with the Saints last week. So welcome to Darren Rizzi, your newest Saints special team coordinator, and we we'll talking about that for a little bit here. All right, let's bring on in Logan, who's nursing a cold here and also getting ready for uh, his special Valentine's in just a couple of days. Told him, uh, uh, don't be the, don't make the rookie mistake. Got to make some plans here. Um, but regardless of that, uh, welcome on in. We're going to play a little sports libs here, Logan. Uh, anybody who's new to the show, sports libs like Mad Libs. We play this every show. He's got a handful of statements, fill in the blank, maybe some questions, and we all play along. I haven't seen these. You can play along with us on the text line at 87870. I want to see your answer to some of these. All right, Logan, what you got for us tonight? All right, so first up here we have LSU basketball looks to be blank this year. Ahead of schedule. LSU basketball is ahead of schedule with – look, there wasn't ever really a rebuild, which is kind of incredible. Even last year they were very competitive. That was just – it's remarkable. Let me say this. It's a remarkable where Will Wade has this program 23 months into his tenure. It just is. They're 19-4. and four. They're 19th in the AP poll. They're a five seed in Joe Lenardi's bracketology projections. And they win one of these next two big games and then take care of the games that they're supposed to. If they beat either Kentucky or Tennessee, they're probably going to be a fourth seed, maybe a three seed. So ahead of schedule, maybe even way ahead of schedule for LSU. Can't wait till tomorrow, 6 o'clock, the tip here on WWL, LSU, and Kentucky. All right, next one up here. Pelicans need to blank to try to turn themselves around. Blow it up. Blow it up. And I think they're in the process of blowing it up, but I don't just mean on the court. I don't just mean with the players. I mean everything. Front office, coaching staff, and, yes, players too. Let's blow it all up. Start from scratch. One of the reasons why I've advocated for a couple of weeks now on waiting until the summer, and they did, to trade Anthony Davis. This will give you time to search for a new general manager, search for a new president of basketball operations. All the reports are that Mickey Loomis will step aside there and they will hire somebody, a basketball guy, in that spot. So you got to blow it up. 
And you got to blow it up. Let that guy or gal, whoever it is, or multiple people, completely rebuild this franchise in their mold. It's the smart thing to do. It's it's the wise thing to do. And look, I, I think they are doing it. All right. All right. Next one up here. LSU basketball is looking blank thus far in their season. Um, possible contenders looking like possible contenders in their season. I don't know if they are. I'm still in. Look, this is a great season. I'm not trying to badmouth LSU. LSU is having a remarkable run, and you should be on board here. If you're a college hoops guy like me, look, you're already on board. You know, you're a casual basketball fan. You should be. If you're a casual LSU fan, if you're an LSU football fan, but usually don't follow basketball, well, time to get involved here. This is a fun season. So possible contenders, and I mean that in every way, possible SEC contenders, possible contenders to get to a Sweet 16. Heck, if things go right, possible contenders for a Final Four. A really young team. Sometimes these young teams gel and they go on explosive runs in the second half of the season. What was your first question again? We had a texture. I think answered the first question. Uh, I had LSU baseball looks to be blank this year. Oh, distraught. I don't know why he has distraught on there. And I thought that was basketball the first time. LSU baseball, uh, national championship year, by the way. I had that wrong. I thought you were saying LSU basketball. But, yes, first, let me answer the first question. LSU baseball looks like a national championship contender this year. They're ranked number one or number two in most of the polls, and they are loaded with a capital L. Yeah, I'll, I'll do you one better uh, on the answer for the LSU basketball one. All right. I'm not even a basketball fan. Like they they have me up here running the games uh-huh. to do uh, to do the highlights. Just a little peek behind the curtain here, uh, and Nas Waters Maze yeah days. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you the, got them all right. You're a fan now. The, Listen to the, the game. The way those guys just work on the field, like it's it's amazing to see them work, especially with Nas and uh, and Waters in overtime last last yep, game. Another overtime win, three and zero in overtime now. Um, yeah, and you're you're getting. Uh, Front row seats, Chris Blair's broadcast. Yeah, great. One of the one of the best out there. I really in college sports right now. I'm a play by play guy. All right, next one up here. The AAF is going to be blank in the time between the NFL draft uh, in the time before the NFL draft. It's going to be needed relief. It's going to fulfill our football fix. To use a little alliteration there. And I hope this happens every single year. This is kind of a one, two-year experiment. We'll see how it goes. But if the television ratings are any indication, it's going to go pretty well. If you missed it, last Saturday, AAF premiere on CBS drew about 3 million people. That outdrew the NBA on ABC. People want their football year-round. It's it, This country consumes football and wants to 365, 365 days a year, much like Europe wants to consume soccer that way. And soccer now with the Champions League and the Premier League and the international play in the summer and the friendlies, that is year-round now. The NFL is year-round, or I should say football is year-round now. It doesn't always have to be the NFL. They need a competitor. The AAF may actually end up not being a competitor, but a feeder league for the NFL. But it's going to give you your football fix. By the way, most of those, not most, but about half the franchises are from the South. You got Memphis, you got Orlando, you got Atlanta, you got San Antonio. And if it goes well, and I think people in New Orleans should root for it to go well, with how much this city and this region loves their football, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see an AAF franchise here. Um, so, yeah, we'll fulfill the football fix, will the AAF. All right. And last one up here. Blank is the sports event I have my eyes set on right now. The NCAA basketball tournament. You know, 
it, it, my excitement level went from like a 9 to a 10. There wasn't much room to increase, but yesterday when the selection committee unveiled their top 16 seeds and all of their top 1, 2, 3, and 4 seeds, boy, I already was visioning, okay, how's this going to play out? How's the bracket going to work out? Where's Duke? Where's Gonzaga? Is LSU in here? No, they weren't. Where's Carolina? Boy, I cannot wait. It's it is my Christmas. It's like three weeks. It's not really Christmas. It's going to be like my Hanukkah in multiple weeks, right? It's like my Hanukkah. Mom's side of my Jewish family, so I can uh, – mom's side of my family is Jewish, so I can say that. Uh, for like three weeks, we get this incredible tournament. If you want to throw the conference tournaments in here, it's like you get four weeks of what I think is the best design, best run, most exciting, viewer-friendly sports spectacle in America every single year. And we'll be part of it again a month away. Here we go. All right. That was it. All right. That's Sports Libs. Nice job, Logan. We will take a break. One final Grammy winner. And then we will wrap up the show. Your chance to give us a call. Sound off on whatever you would like. 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. The last lap continues here on WWL. Yeah, another Grammy winner last night. It's Drake. God's Plan, best rap song of 2018. Final look at our Blue Runner Foods opinion poll at WWL.com. Have you heard of the AAF, the Alliance of American Football? 58% of you saying yes, 43% saying no. Well, if you're listening to this program, now you have the Alliance of American Football. They're underway. Ten-week regular season, two-week postseason. Just had week one this last week. Saturday, and they will play through their championship, which is on April 27th, right before the NFL draft gets underway. Pretty incredible. I'll be tuning in. And look, you got to root for their success, like I was saying last segment, because I think NFL, New Orleans, not the NFL, the AAF would have New Orleans on a short list of possible expansion cities here. And how fun would it be down here if you have the Saints going right in? And when their season ends, you got the AAF right behind them, the Fever League. Eventually, I think it'll be like the G League or the D League to the NBA. I really believe that. So programming notes tomorrow, we have LSU basketball leading into our coverage. Pre-game 5.30, tip-off 6 o'clock. We will be on the air at about 8.30 or so, pending overtime or some kind of a very quick finish to that game. And we'll be breaking it down. We'll break down LSU, and we will break down uh, what happened last night. Also, how the results could affect LSU's NCAA tournament seed. And then uh, MLB spring training has start, started this week. Pitchers and catchers reporting. I just think it's better when baseball is relevant and fun. I really do. I think our sports is more fun, even though we don't have a professional baseball team here. Unless you're a Houston Astros fan, I know a lot of uh, people down here are. So that's tomorrow's show. Tomorrow on Sports Talk with Bobby Abair and Christian Garrick, they're going to preview the huge top 25 basketball showdown with LSU traveling to face Kentucky. It is 4 to 5.30, and then the game, and then our coverage right after that. Thanks, everybody, who joined the show today. I want to thank our guest, Ben Kercheval, Billy Embody, and Jerry Palm of CBS Sports. If you missed any of the show, you can catch the podcast, Apple Podcasts, WWL.com, 
or the radio.com app. And be sure you check out my commentary if you did not at WWL.com. As LSU prepares for Kentucky, they eye a chance to join college basketball's elites. My story and commentary on LSU taking center stage in the college basketball world tomorrow evening. One final text from the 985. Seth, last year you said the tourney was like Mardi Gras, fun, full of surprises, and sometimes hard to believe. Indeed. That's from Joey in Pearl River. Text from the 504, go support local semi-pro teams. Yeah, just like Nola Gold, 3-0 rugby team. We had their general manager, Ryan Fitzgerald, on last week. Nola Gold now 3-0. And they'll have a handful of more games here in New Orleans that can't wait to get out to over there. My buddy Scott Alexander calls those games on CST. It's going to do it for the show. Thanks to Logan Falgu behind the glass. Thanks to Tim Zimmer for booking the show. Todd Manessis, our assistant program director. Diane Newman, our program director. And Helen Sella, Helen Santani, pardon me, Helen, for helping us out today. I'm Seth Dunlap. Follow me on Twitter, at Seth Dunlap. And we're handing it off now to Beyond Reality Radio. Back tomorrow, right after LSU basketball at about 8.30. As always, we leave you with our moment is in. Here's Will Wade talking about tomorrow's matchup against the Kentucky Wildcats. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.